Shut up and sit down. Assuming we're rolling. Yeah. Oh, we are. Okay, so let me get out my notes here, man. I mean, I just, I just almost lost my shit on this TV crap I just saw. TV crap. Oh my god. So I'll just start off with my fuck you because I gotta say it. Sure. Um, Fuck you to the local station WHAN for allowing racist, xenophobic commentary, and I use commentary inside of air quotes, the full measure uh, TV series with uh, Cheryl Atkinson, Atkinson, I don't know how to say her name, Okay. Um, the dumb blonde bitch. Uh, she had Senator Tom Cotton on the airwaves um, today, only to serve a portion of our population and reassure their asshole point of view is about calling it the Wuhan flu. Listen, it doesn't help anyone to point fingers. Yes, the communist dictatorship tried to hide the issue, and certainly it's their fault. I mean, the spread of the entire virus could have been, and I, I do say could have been, contained better if they had better policies and stopped trying to hide it. Sure. Um but it's very complex. Um, but referring to it as the Wuhan flu only harms Asians everywhere and inflames xenophobic feelings during a stressful time in our globe's history. Yes, yes. It's, it's really not appropriate. And on top of that, everybody is either calling it COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Let's correct. just stick to those two names. Why are you trying to throw in a third name that's not helping well, Dan, they're, what they're not understanding is, like, I understand if certain people want to say it's the Wuhan virus because that's where it came from. I'm not saying it from a racist place. And it's like, okay, that might be right. true. However, there are people that are listening to you or reading what you are saying, and they're not smart enough to separate those two things. So you're inflaming stupidity that already exists. Right, and we don't need it. We don't need it. There's no place for it. There's absolutely no place for it. But let's switch to a lighter note, if, if if I might, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. So... There has been this looming coronavirus, COVID-19, that's been over all of us. Um, We've been stuck indoors. We have been, um, you know, separated from one another. Um, You and I are doing the show remotely now um, from our different locations. Everyone's working remote. Kids aren't in school. It's a rough time. And I feel like I found my faith in God again. Because God, during this time, gave us Joe Exotic. <laughs> Just finished the series last night. I, I will tell you right now, that is the that is the greatest documentary and docu series I've ever seen in my life. Because I cannot believe that these human beings, this swath of people actually exist. So where do you stand with him? Do you think that he deserves to be in jail? 
Yes. Oh, I think all of them. Every single person on that show should be in jail. Like yeah. every single Carol, her her cuck husband. Um, <laughs> uh, she murdered her ex husband. There, there's no denying that. And then her current husband. I feel like she just like I don't even know. I think they dress as cats and have sex with each other. Um, excuse me. Um, Joe Exotic should have been imprisoned years ago. I mean, years ago. Um, he's gay Trump. He is gay Trump. Are you still there? Yes. Um, but no, I mean, for me, the best part about that is that the show started with a documentarian that said, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, I all I wanted to do was make a documentary about people that owned big cats. I didn't know it was going to get this bad. Yeah, I mean it's crazy because when you go through the process of watching the the, the I guess you call it a movie or documentary series, you see these people that he's interviewing at all different times of their life. I mean, this thing goes way back in years. Oh yeah. He must have been working on this for five, six years. Five years, he said. I mean, it's it's absurd. Yep, five years of and and you know, I, I want to know. Like, I wish there was more of his preconceived notions. So, like, all I'm picturing is this documentarian the night before he's going to do the first day of shooting with Joe Exotic, not having any idea, just knowing he's going to go meet this big cat owner. He's probably going to learn a lot about big cats, and he's probably going to... But he shows up and finds this mullet-wearing superstar in his own mind. Like... You know what I mean? Like, think about the night before his first shooting, like to shoot the docu series, knowing I'm gonna meet this guy Joe Exotic tomorrow, um, and have no having no idea what is about to unfold. Right after he's done a ton of research on him and probably seen the reality TV footage and all the online content. Oh my God! I want Joe Exotic on the show. I want him to be on our show. <laughs> well, okay. So I was curious to think. I was curious to find out what you thought of, you know, where he stands on the guilty innocent spectrum. Some people are saying that he doesn't deserve to be in jail. He was set up. I don't really care the means of which that he went to prison. I think he deserved to go to prison regardless. Um, I think he's essentially a cult leader. Uh, but that aside, my I was really curious to find out how you felt, you know, in general uh-huh. Hold on. There's something going on with the children's here. Um, yeah. About, sorry, about him as a person. And if you can find any forgiveness in your heart or at least understanding of what happened to him because of his sexual orientation and what happened to him as a child. Um, so there is a level of understanding that can be given to anyone. I think the only people that cannot be given a level of understanding to are serial killers and child molesters. You just cannot. There's no way of understanding them. That's how they're wired. 
Um, right. Whereas, you know, someone like Joe Exotic, I, I mean, at the end of the show, they started showing his footage from when he was doing first doing work with Tigers. And he was a big proponent in their freedom. He was a big proponent for animal rights. And he was very, very into it. And I think that he his level of narcissism was inflamed with the, the advent of social media and the Internet. And he had taken on a, a new persona. And I think that that persona led him to where he is now, which is what he deserves based on yes. what he did. The one-armed, the one-armed girl there, the drummer from Def Leppard, she summed it up pretty well. She basically said, I don't know if it was her or someone else that they said, when he first started, he really had honest intentions yes. and was very against breeding these, these animals and was sure. really there to, to help give them a, a safe haven. But when he realized that it was a cash cow, it became less about the animals and more about him. Exactly. I think you're. I think you. I think she hit the nail on the head, and I think you're absolutely right in in making that point. That I I really think that inside of him is is a good person with a good heart. I just think that he really allowed the money and his. Per, I want. I call it perceived fame, because he created. All of this in his head. When when the one producer for the reality show that he was doing, he was like, understand that when he was doing the re- his reality shows, like on the internet, his yeah. like news show, there were only eight to ten people watching. Right. And and he would do these shows every night. Every night. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He was doing these shows. He said if they weren't daily, they were weekly. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he would do them, and and there were eight to ten people watching. But in his mind, that was superstardom. Yeah, well, just like us. I mean, we get eight to ten people listening, and we think we're super important. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are. Uh, super on important. a side note, uh, Critical Mass World Tour beginning next year after the virus is over. Yes. Uh, expected uh, global population uh, going from seven billion to approximately two billion. So get your tickets now. Yeah, you're going to need them. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I I actually concur with basically everything you said. I mean, it was a fantastic and uh, fascinating uh, docu-series. Uh, almost over too quickly, which is weird because it was, what, seven, eight episodes long? Yeah, something like that. But do you know who I really think is, is the most evil of all of them? Who? That guy, Doc Antle. Yes. That man. Oh, by the way, if a movie is actually made about this, and there should be. There is. I wish Philip Seymour Hoffman would play him, you know? Oh, I just yeah. I he was alive. Because if he were, that he would be perfect for that, don't you think? Absolutely. Well, they're already working on a dark comedy. Um, Kate McKinnon is going to be cast as Carol. And um, right, <laughs> right now, both Edward Norton and Dax Shepard are fighting over the role of Joe Exotic. No way. Yep, and people are people are petitioning for Will Ferrell to play Doc Antle. Well, that would be good. That would be good. I could see that. And that would, but I, I would vote for Dak Shepard uh, for Joe Exotic personally. It, it, but it's not that Edward Norton couldn't pull it off. Edward Norton's a fantastic actor. Oh Very yeah, terrific. it's going to be from from what I'm reading. It's going to be shot like. Um, do you remember the movie Masterminds? Yes. It's going to be like that. It's going to be a very dark comedy about a true story, which is what right, Masterminds right. Which, was. They say Masterminds flopped, but 
that's a good movie. It's very funny. I think so. I think so too. I shot myself right betwixt the biscuits. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was good. Uh, it was a great movie. But I, I think that that's the, that's what they're going for based on what I'm reading for this. But going back to that Doc Antle guy, dude, based on what that one chick was saying, that she went there and like to to move up, you had to have sex with him. That was yeah. you had to. Oh, and he's a cult leader for it, sure. There's no doubt about it. An absolute. It was an absolute sex cult. Um, yeah. I mean, he studied with a guru. He was a doctor of mystical sciences. Oh, that's right. That didn't come out till later because when he said he was a doctor, I was like, a doctor of what? And then a few episodes later, they mentioned it, mystical sciences, and I'm just like, oh, uh, just kind of like how you can get, you know, ordained to be a minister online. Yep. Like that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Same thing. Yep. It's it's really it's really ridiculous and it's amazing. I think I think really what we got was a a smattering of people with severe narcissistic disorders. Carol, Joe Exotic, um, uh, Doc Antle, the dude that stole the zoo from Joe. That's a guy. There is something even shadier going on with that guy. See, that's the most enigmatic part of the show. Uh, Jeff, what's his name? Lowe. Jeff Lowe. His character is so interesting to me because you really could go either way in defending him or attacking him. Sure. You could paint him as the villain or the hero. Yep. I mean, here's a guy, just to, just to play devil's advocate for him, um, he's wealthy, okay? Yeah. Well, he's gotten himself into some trouble here and there. He says he, he has the capital, okay? And that's why he was brought. He didn't seek out Joe Exotic. Someone else introduced him to him that's and said, true. hey, he's really rich. You should you should use him. Yeah. So basically what happened was he came in and bought the zoo right away. Well, he's like, I'll fix your financial troubles. Boom. Now I own the zoo. You're, you're just a figurehead, Joe Exotic. You go around, you poke the tigers all you want. But you're a joke, and I own the zoo. And that's how it works. Well, yes, yes and no. So you're right about everything except for the fact that Joe signed the zoo over to him as what Joe was doing was every time they were about to fail or Carol was going to go after him, he would sign the zoo over to another employee that worked there. So I remember when they went through that montage of the employees, they're like, I was an owner for a period. I was the owner for a period. I was the owner for a period. It was only on paper. That's illegal to do in the way that they did it. When uh, I when, see, I must have missed that part. See, I was dozing in and out a lot. To that, be honest that happens. When Jeff came in, he said, "Sign the zoo over to me, but I have the capital to improve the zoo." And the question remains: Is he really wealthy, or is he a con man? I think that question remains. But you were right about everything else you said. You know, I own it now. I'm in charge. This is how it's going to go. And you're just a figurehead and you can go poke the tigers all you want, but you're a joke. And yes. Yeah. And, and to steer this in a direction more critical mass, like in one of the first couple episodes, you see Joe exotic and his first uh, husband, they're uh, toothless. What's his name? Uh, uh, I like that guy. Uh, John. Yeah. I couldn't put a shirt on to save his life. No. He, uh, was just shooting both of them actually were just shooting these guns off into the water and the first clip i saw of them doing that i said to my wife i go look look honey a responsible gun owner 
<laughs> That's a problem. Everyone thinks they're fucking responsible gun owners. Yeah. You're a child with a gun. Yes. That's all you are. You're a child. Yes. And they're buying Tannerite so they could yeah. bl- blow things up. And the way he, he was shooting it up in the air, the way he would shoot it past the Tigers, the way he w- they were pointing guns at each other all the time, loaded. Yeah. The way that one kid committed suicide. Yes, his second husband. Yes. I mean, dude, like uh, to your point, exactly. Quote unquote, responsible gun owners. Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But all in all, I think that and and I was kidding about the God stuff because, you know, that's not real. But anyway, um, (laughs) in 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 all seriousness, though, I don't think there was more of a perfect time that this could have come out um, than right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there is a meme going out of President Trump whispering into one of his aides' ears saying, release the Tiger documentary. <laughs> um, I mean, I think Netflix was going to release it no matter what, but the fact that it was, I think it was just kismet. It was perfect timing. I, I agree. mean, everyone, most of us are stuck indoors, and, and that's the problem is that not all of us are, because we should be. Yeah. And <laughs> Shut up, kid. And... Um, <laughs> So it was, it was it was perfect time. Now we're like searching around for the next thing, and it just doesn't feel as good. No, it it, it doesn't. It really doesn't. But you know, I, I said that a long time ago when um that what was that uh, making a murderer? Remember making a murderer? Oh yes. Yeah. I, I said there's never going to be another docu series like that. That was so good. It was the best I've ever seen. And then this this gem comes out of absolute nowhere (laughs) and changed my life for the better uh you know but with that being said dan thanks for checking in with me today i miss you hey you know that's great but um i miss you too but you know i I did want to mention something else please please currently sure and it affects not only our local communities but communities across the country right now is prisoners are being released from prison supposedly well, they are, and and this is a, unfortunately another divisive topic. Yeah, um, we we realize with Facebook posts from citizens and Facebook posts from local leaders, like for example, the Greece Town Supervisor Bill Rylick. Yeah, uh, okay. Essentially, being really pissed off and and upset with the governor, you know, and and I get it uh, from the regular everyday person. Their point of view is, well, you're letting criminals onto the street. That's scary. You're letting hardened criminals. You're letting child abuse uh, sex offenders. They said that it was nonviolent. They said only the nonviolent. Right, but that's not what's being talked about. And that's True. the problem is that there, there isn't enough clarity about what's happening. And, you know, I'm not a law enforcement expert, and I'm not a – a reform expert, a prison reform expert. But sure. I can tell you that all I know is that these people that are already in prison, whether it's a violent crime or not, there's somebody's son. Yep. There's somebody's father. There's somebody's brother or sister. I mean, these are people that have family on the outside but it, and are worried about them. But it's not just that, Dan, too, is you got to think about the prison guards, the prison workers, 
they, exactly. they also run these risks. And, you know, I'm all for prisoners' rights because prisoners are still human beings. Unless they are a Hannibal Lecter sociopath or some kind of multi-child rapist, other than that, they're still human beings that deserve rights. But we also got to think about the prison guards, the prison workers. They're stuck there, too. And if we're keeping all these people condensed into one place, it's a ticking time bomb for this coronavirus. It is. You're right. You're, I, I see your point. So basically what we have is we have a situation now where people that have the, that uh, blue line through their American flag are just... Like, oh, see, the governor's screwing us over again, making us unsafe. Yeah. Okay, well, all these people could die or could get seriously, seriously ill. And all, like you said, all those employees, whether or not they're federal employees, whether they're sheriff's deputies, et cetera, prison guards, they go home at the end of the day. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could say the same about the hospitals. You could. You could. Nurses and doctors go home every day. They go out to the grocery stores because they need food. Right? Yeah. But what are we going to do? Shut hospitals down? We can't. Can't do that. I mean, the experts are literally saying if everyone in the world, or at least the U.S., I said shut Um. <laughs> If everyone in the world, at least the U.S., just stayed indoors and never went outside for two weeks, not even to the grocery store. Yeah. Go to the hospital if you're having symptoms. But if you stay home, literally stay home for two weeks, this thing would be over. Yeah. Yeah. If you know, Donald Dump is talking about uh, a mandated quarantine, like you said, uh, for a few states, but it should be nationally. It should be. It really should be. And we just you just stay home. You hunker down. You, you, you know, give us uh, a couple days notice in stores, too, so people can go and get their supplies. Um, you know, th let the stores do what they need to do for the impact that that's going to make. And then we're going to be on lockdown and then let the stores do what they need to do in the meantime. Keep them locked up. Disinfect them. Restock. Then when two weeks are over, you know, everyone comes out and I bet we're going to see this thing really, really go away. But people have to have the balls to do that. Where's my gun? <laughs> um, no, I agree with you. So that's that's just where we're at. We're, we're feeling more divided um, and there's a pandemic and there's fear and Basically, all we have is Joe Exotic. I mean, that's all we have is Joe Exotic. And I think and now that's over for a lot of us. And it's really scary. It is. It is. But the memes aren't. And I want everyone that's listening to keep those Joe Exotic memes coming. Right. Right. Well, that's all I've got from the field. Yeah. Same here, my friend. Uh, I miss you. I miss uh, doing full episodes. I. Uh, I miss a lot of things, but we're going to get through this. Uh, critical Masturbators, don't you worry. Um, just keep on listening. Uh, like, share, uh, tell a friend, tell your dog, tell whoever. Um, and uh, those likes really help us out. Uh, do it on any any p platform that allows you to rate or like. Um, and yeah, uh, 
Thanks. And uh, thanks to hashtag Matt and Mia. Thanks to don'tforgetatowel.com. Check out our buddies at the Insensitive Culture Podcast. And uh, that's that's all I got. Party on, Wayne. Bye. Oh, shit. Sorry, I gotta go. Bye. Bye. They come from butt.